Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is Monday, November 7th. Hope you all had a great weekend as uh, as we head into this uh, second week of November. Friday was a great day. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, this world we live in can be uh, a little volatile sometimes, and there's some things that you and I just cannot control. But we can control how much risk we have in our portfolios. The issue is we have to know what that risk is. We need to know how much risk we have before we know if it's too much or if it's not enough. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 because that's exactly why we developed our core retirement design. Again, that number is 863-382-0037. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. 21 here before 9. Time to check in on money and see what's happening to your IRA and your 401k. I'll give you a spoiler alert for reasons I can't understand. It's going up. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and see if he's got an explanation for this. Philip, good morning. I trust you had a good weekend. Hey, I did. Seminoles did well. University of Florida did well. Um, yeah, Miami, not so well, right? Uh, hey, I was going to say, your Noles just absolutely creamed the Hurricanes, didn't they? They did. They did. We, we enjoyed that. I, I watched almost 95% of that game before I went to bed. <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of doubt as far as the outcome by the time you went to the bed. Was that a surprise to you, Knowles fans? I'll admit to being a casual fan of football. That's about best. Was that was that a big surprise to beat them by that kind of margin? Uh, yeah, to beat by that kind of margin, that was that was a pretty big surprise. I was going to say, I, fa- I, I saw the score on Sunday morning, and I said, well, I know at least one person that's real happy with that. <laughs> as far as happy is concerned, Friday uh, – you know, I was out on the golf course, but I still got my tweets and uh, my bulletins over, and I saw the, I saw the uh, first-time jobless claims and the growth in the uh, in the employment market, two hundred and sixty thousand jobs out on that and everything. Uh, what on God's green earth is making people so happy? I mean, talk about a ticket to see Paulson give us a full percent coming the second week in December. I would think the stock market would be in one of those good news equals bad news modes. You know, I would have thought so, too. The only thing I can think of is they're looking at earnings, and not that they've been barn burner, but they haven't been, uh, I mean, they've been mixed, don't get me wrong, but but there's been some some highlights in there, and, and maybe they're just uh, uh, positive thinking, maybe. Now, quite frankly, unless you're a tech stock, earnings have pretty much been, you know, meeting and beating expectations, unless, of course, you're Apple or Google or pretty much anybody but eBay on the tech side. The rest of the market has been actually surprising to the upside, haven't they? Yeah, they really can be. You know, I'm looking at uh, Friday's closes, and, and man, it was, a, it was a nice close on Friday. Oh, yeah, we were up 402 points on the Dow. 51 on the S&P and 132 up on the NASDAQ. I mean, the NASDAQ or the the Dow was actually the laggard in the bunch. It was only up a 1.26%, which in a one-day gain is either party time or cruising for a bruising, but I'm seeing green ink on the futures this morning too early on. Yeah, it is green ink this morning. I will say it's not um, it's not huge jumps, you know, this morning, but still it's green ink and we'll take green ink every day. Oh, yeah, the big gain generally is kind of a reason for some profit-taking, but they aren't doing that, so there's 
obviously some decent expectations, and they're, they're and it's 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 a conflict. I mean, you, know, you get to that two hundred and sixty-one thousand new jobs last month, which is impressive. And if we were in a recovery and we'd be saying we need to accelerate things, we'd be happy. But actually, what we do is we want to tamp down the employment market so that uh, we can have the number of unemployed people a little closer matched to the number of jobs. That's generally a ticket to see the Fed increase the interest rates farther. Uh, I've got analysts talking about have a recession next year again and a 2% rise in the unemployment, and the traders on the floor of Wall Street are all going, yippee, let's buy something. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it, Dave. Maybe the numbers are that, hey, they think uh, interest rates are uh, going to go up, and and they think that maybe they're prepared for it. You know, uh, who knows what these guys are thinking? Uh, maybe they're just in a holiday spirit, Dave. Well, I'll take that happily. A little spiked eggnog on the floor of Wall Street never hurts the indexes one tiny little bit. <laughs> the most of the stuff uh, that I had on my tip sheets this morning was stuff that uh, you and Doug had talked about on Friday. I was amazed. You know, talk about discretionary income always being something that I watch as an indication of consumer confidence. Uh, Starbucks had a great big increase with their report on uh, on same store sales. Uh, so they benefited, but Under Armour ended up tanking on their report last week. I'm I, I, the one thing that's on the way today that could be a market mover is a consumer credit report that's out at three this afternoon, and uh, they're expecting us to run up another two and a half billion dollars on our credit card bills. So, I mean, we aren't afraid of a recession as a consumer economy, evidently. Well, not yet, right? Because everybody still has room on their credit cards. But what happens when there's no more room to go cha-ching, cha-ching, you know? That's going to be the problem is when everybody has those credit cards are maxed out. And now that's going to be impactful on our retail sales number. The question is, when's that going to happen? Is that going to be before the holidays or after the holidays? And the forecasts for the holiday season have been, well, let's just say conservative so far as far as expectations for holiday spending. That, that's true. They, they have been very conservative. And uh, even even on the kind of the negative side, you know, they're, they're playing them down really big, um, which, you know, I, I look at that two ways. Right. One could be they, they want to be a surprise in January when the number comes. Um, but but it is really downplayed uh, for this holiday season. Yeah, and I always get suspicious when I start seeing uniform projections of soft quarters or soft seasons for the exact reason that you just mentioned, the Walmart syndrome, always diminish expectations and then have a pleasant earnings surprise at the end of the quarter. Exactly. You know, hey, I got this. You'll, uh, you'll like this one now. Mm. The EU, I just saw this headline just popped up. The EU, the European Union, says it has serious concerns about Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. Don't we uh, gosh, what a shock. <laughs> must have been slow del- must have been slow newspaper delivery service over there, huh? <laughs> must have been. Must and have you been. saw some you saw something that I did not see in the process that uh, uh President Biden is uh, putting out something more it might be driving energy prices up a bit and we get to oil that might partially explain it. Of all the times to not want to say this in public, Biden administration says no more drilling, huh? Yeah, he says he admits the truth. Quote, no more oil drilling. Uh, you know, really? I mean, we could have some of the lowest oil prices in the world uh, because we're sitting on so much uh, crude around our country. But uh, but we got politicians that just don't want to grab it and pull it out of the ground. 
And, you know, there are times I can understand the environmental concerns respected completely. But when we're in a shortfall, parts of the country are looking at heating oil prices going through the roof for the rest of the winter season ahead of us. Europe is dang near in a crisis mode as far as their supplies. Uh, I'm all cool for the notion of aggressively exploring for uh, renewable energy sources. But for the short term, drill baby drill got to be a mantra that I really hated the implications of. But it's not bad advice on the short term anyway. No, definitely not. You know, I mean, there are uh, environmentally friendly ways to do some of that stuff. And and we need to be doing what we can with what we have to uh, to increase our, our oil supply so that we are not dependent upon other countries for our oil. Absolutely. Election Day being tomorrow, one of the things that may very well be buoying up the markets a little bit is the strong prospect of divided government. If there's one thing Wall Street generally likes is when the government does nothing, and with the Republicans at least in control of one House of Congress, possibly two, and a Democratic president, that's pretty much going to be a guarantee that after we get past the first of the year, ain't nothing going to happen in Washington. That might be one of the reasons that we've got a little bit of buoyancy on the indexes at the moment. It could be. You know, they do like, uh, Wall Street does like it when this uh, house is divided because then nothing gets done. And that's, uh, you're right. They, that's one of the things they do like to see is that uh, nothing happens up there and the status quo continues on. Yeah, the simple fact is you put one party control in either direction, the Republicans are almost equally as capable of doing stupid stuff as Democrats are when they control both sides. I mean, neither side has a monopoly on stupidity. And if we manage to split things down the middle, then absolutely nothing happens unless it's an absolute necessity. You're absolutely right. And that's, uh, you know, that's the way our system works. And sometimes you <laughs> like it, sometimes you hate it. But it is what it is, right? I've always kind of figured that controlled stupidity is very often the best tactic to uh, look for in government. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out tomorrow as the races come in and for the days and days and days that follow as they count the absentee ballots in some of the states that don't have the brains Florida does to count them when they come in. Exactly. You know, I, I never <laughs> could figure that out. I don't either. Hey, we got some reports for the quarterly reporting of the companies. Do we got any good surprises out there this morning? You know, I'm not going to say good surprises, but we, we've got some some decent stuff out there. Um, we got uh, the the likes of BioNTech. You remember, they're the ones that kind of teamed up with Pfizer to to develop that first uh, mm-hmm. uh, COVID vaccine that came out. Um, they uh, they had better than expected quarterly profits and revenue. Uh, obviously, the results are down sharply from a year ago, uh, like by forty percent. So uh, you know, you compare it to year over year, not real good, but but did okay. Uh, they're trading down about 2.6% this morning. Again, I think that's probably on, on, on vaccine numbers. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the likes of Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, they reported uh, they had better than expected earnings with revenue also topping the forecast. Now they did report an overall loss, but the, that loss was not from their earnings of the companies that they own. It was from the market loss from their portfolio, right? The market is down. They have to mark to market. And so they're they're down for the quarter because, well, you know, everybody that has stock right now is pretty much down. So, so that's uh, weighing on them. They did, uh, you know, I think they're starting to do some more buybacks as well, uh, but they're trading up 1.1% this morning. So they aren't going to euthanize the Geico lizard or anything, huh? No, guess not. And then okay. the big one, the big one I have for you today, is uh, Ryanair. 
um, you know, they're, they're really uh, over in England and that, that area is where you really see a lot of those guys, but they are um, up substantially. They had their largest ever profit for the first half of the year. What? So, I thought yeah. travel was such a touchy industry to be in. Well, they're, they're bouncing back for sure. They're up five and three quarter percent this morning. Evacuation flights out of Russia, maybe. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> One never knows. Well, we're talking about European economics. You, you never know for sure what's doing it, but I'm glad they're up. Resetting the table for the morning update on Friday on Wall Street. Surprisingly up, as a matter of fact. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at this morning? Hey, we still got some green ink this morning. Uh, it's down a little bit from where we started out the morning, but it's up. Uh, the Dow is up uh, a little over two-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 right there with it, up two-tenths. Everything's right there at two-tenths. Uh, even the uh, NASDAQ 100 up two-tenths. So uh, that seems to be a common theme this morning as we get ready to open the markets. On the commodity side, we've got silver basically even right now. Gold up two-tenths of a percent as well. Uh, natural, you mentioned natural gas earlier. Natural gas up almost nine percent this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then crude oil down a half a percent, but still way above where you and I like it to be. It's at ninety-two dollars and fourteen cents a barrel right now. Yeah, I was kind of getting spoiled on it being under ninety. Overseas markets, the Asian rim is kind of celebrating rumors, but at the very least, the possibility of easing up on that zero COVID policy in China, Japan, and Hong Kong, especially up big time. Mainland Chinese markets also up by about a quarter point this morning at the close. Europe's a mixed bag. British markets are off by a bit. Both German and French markets are up this morning, midway through their day. Trying to get a handle as to what's going on with your finances. Well. We know somebody that's there to help. How do I find you to get some advice on my retirement? Dave, they can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to discuss our core retirement design, where we help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And I'll throw in one more thing here, Dave, before you take You're going to beat me to it, right? This yep, Friday. that's right. Hey, this Friday, folks, uh, 10 to 2, we're having our annual Statler Financial Shred Day. Back behind our office, we'll have the shredder here. And uh, hot dogs and uh, and donuts, and hopefully the rain is not going to be here. And all the indications I've got is that whatever that sucker does, she's going to be out of the state by Thursday evening in all probability. So I'm crossing my fingers for an uneventful Friday. But worst case, we'll have umbrellas with us if there's a little rain. And uh, you can just stay in your car if you want, and we'll take care of all the dirty work, right? That's right, man. <laughs> all righty. I will see you tomorrow, sir. Thank you so much. You too. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. We read so much. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week gets off to a great start. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.